0: yo what's going on y'all it's your boy so so in case you ain't no so and welcome back to another dope episode of sports with so so coming to you live y'all this week we got the heat getting ready for the eastern conference finals we got the panthers making history heading into the second round of the playoffs the marlins are fighting their way back to 500 and we got some moves that the dolphins made over the weekend it's time to take a ride y'all let's go just bars over and over and over again bars hey bro repetition (laughs) is uh, the key to success you know that absolutely brother it's good to see you my dog it's great
1: to see you homie
0: welcome back
1: yeah bro welcome to you to (laughs) our new uh
0: our digs our
1: new studio per se i mean same studio different look
0: yeah man and um it's it's cool because it's a progression, right? right. We're Still s- not done. Still not done. We're slowly working on some things, adding some different elements, you know, for when we have our guest and whatnot. Uh, but it's a dope setup that we got here, man. And we've come a long way from sitting on a desk in front of each other with one weird-ass angle.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> we do this more so for... I don't know if we do it for ourselves or if we do it for the viewers or maybe a combination of both. It's both, you know, um, but, but it's it, an it,
0: audio experience. It,
1: exactly. At the end of the day, I mean, it doesn't matter where we are as long as you and I are together in the room, right? And we got the roadcaster connected and we got a couple of mics. That's it. And that's it. Because I mean, it, we've been everywhere. To your point, we I mean we've been to <laughs> straight FM, up recorded at Empire. Yep. Uh, in Miami Springs, we've been to uh, CIC Miami. Shout yep. out CIC uh which is disbanding actually they're gonna remove that office i just found out interesting <laughs> very interesting and
0: i was just thinking about that office the other day yeah I mean, we had some we had a yeah a yeah, yeah run a lot of stuff at there that, a lot at of that, stuff those there.
1: offices there if you guys recall from the blue backgrounds and the youtube videos and stuff that was over SCIC. right uh we've done your place uh, yep that's you know, studio number two right that's a, that's, a, that's, that's the, of the backup twos and then <laughs> now you know this is where it all
0: started though this is where correct. we first recorded you and i correct and it's, it's changed a little bit, but it's good to be back home. Yo, it's wild. The other day I was um listening to like episode 11 or some shit like that. Sheesh, man. I don't want to hear those. It was, it those. was bad. It I was don't. Bad. It was bad. What are we on? We're like 58, Eighty-four? 70. Yeah, 84. 84? Jeez. Closing in on
1: 100. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> well, you know we're going to have to do something big for the 100th episode, obviously. Uh, but yeah, man, it's 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 we're heading in the right direction. We're getting better visual effects to complement the audio experience like we've talked about. And um, it's a continued work in progress. The work is never done, and we're going to continue to strive for bigger and better things. So. Facts. Let's do it. Stay tuned. You know, we got this. Um, Let's talk about the weekend, man. We had a lot of stuff.
1: I want to talk about the weekend.
0: Yeah, brother. I mean, like, yo, not for nothing, but I don't want to say you've been gone, right? But, like, there was that one episode you couldn't make, right? Sorry about that. It's all good. caught
1: up national sales meeting for the new dig. It's all good. You know how that goes.
0: I'm sure you heard the... I mean, you gave me... Great (laughs) podcast.
1: I mean, if you guys didn't tune in on Saturday, too. Was it Saturday that we did? Or I can't remember what day we did. We went live. I think it was... was Before the Panthers game.
0: Friday. Could have been Friday or thursday
1: shit man i don't even remember but shout out to that day i know we recorded yeah. and whatnot but great episode last week bro i know i i, I left you thanks. hanging on your own um but you held it down it was a, it was a great list from beginning to end thanks so. bro
0: um obviously it's always better when it's both of us you know what i mean and and there was a lot to talk about there was you know and i was some listening of the things to, were really to it
1: like in. ah but what about dude? Like, I wanna, dude i wanted to interject <laughs> so bad i'm like i'm just talking to myself at this point so let me it's not easy bro. Li- no but you did you did really well bro dude like thanks, everything and, and there was a lot Lot of stuff that I greeted with you, Vaughn, uh, and we'll get into that in a second. But let's stick to the weekend. How was yours?
0: It was good, man. I actually got to go to an Inter Miami FC game. I saw that, yeah, bro. I got it to go rained my niece out, though, and One nephew. of my
1: homies was out there.
0: Nah, it didn't get rained out, it got pushed back due to lightning. So the oh. game was supposed to start at 8 and didn't start until like 845 45 ish. Gotcha um because of the lightning in the area and they couldn't you know obviously you can't you can start the game with it raining can't play within the lightning no, area no, yeah, so but it was cool man. man we saw four goals in that game and we saw the first two goals that Inter scored uh right by our goal right where we were standing and we we're sitting by um which was awesome the kids were into the game hardcore oh yeah That's yeah awesome. and then we took them to the fan section for the second half you know let them get a, a taste of the craziness it's not that crazy like a normal soccer game or like a South, Southern American soccer game. But they still got to get a sense for the vibe and the drums and the people singing and chanting. And then we saw another two goals on the opposite end. And it ended up in a tie against D.C. United. Oh, uh, damn, two. that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, yeah. But, again, I got to see, A, I got to see a... Inter-Miami game, which is dope. Um, We need to talk about them more on this podcast. I got mixed girl.
1: feelings. I got mixed feelings. I know. We'll, we'll get into that, I guess, in another I show. But
0: Yeah, but I feel like it's a it's a team that's doing things the right way. And for you and I, I feel like that's what we demand of our franchises. If you're going to rep Miami, you're going to rep 305, you're going to rep South Florida, we have certain bars that you have to reach, certain ladders that you have to reach. right? So I'm
1: curious. I want to hear more about that. But though the reason I have mixed feelings about them is because mm-hmm. I understand what they're trying to do and bring in soccer and make it big here in Miami and whatnot, back it is. And back in it, all that stuff. Obviously there's you know, the the community here is big on soccer from all, you know, every country in South America and right. all over the world that's represented here in Miami. Soccer has a big presence even though there's no presence. So that's where inner Miami inner Miami FC can can interject. But my problem is where they're planning on building the damn stadium. Mm. Don't take Mel Reese. Go find, go find your site somewhere else, homie. Leave Mel Reese alone. And unfortunately, it's already it's passed. A, it's Mel happened. Reese is, is, is on its way out. So make sure if you golf, you go play out there, get around them before it's gone. Trust me. It's, it's one of the best golf courses in Miami's in Miami. And they're just. It's gone. It's gone because they're going to build the damn stadium for this team there.
0: And what's whack about it is that for me, for me personally, what's whack about that is not that Inter-Miami is getting that land. Okay, cool. They're they're. That line was going to be used at some point, whether it was now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, it was going to get used. Uh, It's two prime location, right? Um, But for me, it's kind of messed up that, A, first and foremost, the Hurricanes didn't get a shot at it, right? Because that would have been amazing to put a a Hurricanes football stadium there.
1: That would have been, I think I would be less mad about that.
0: No, nah, I mean, like, it if was that was, it the was the
1: reason right why, move. Then I would be less, it less was, upset about it that. It
0: was the right move to put it there because if if they would have put it there, it would have been easily accessible for anybody, even the big-time uh, big 954 fans.
1: Middle of Miami.
0: Right? And not only for Miami, I'm talking about for, like, the 954 because the 954 also reps the Hurricanes big. You know what I mean? We got a lot of fans that live in Broward, and they come down to, to the games for pro player, and they came down to where it was at before, right, at the Orange Bowl. That would have been the perfect spot because it's easy to get to. It's easy to get to. Turnpike, 95, 75, 836, the 112, like Yeah, the
1: 836 is the saving grace there. That's the biggest the everything, biggest thing. dude. Right. And you got Oki on the other side too.
0: Right. So again, very accessible. Um, and then number two would have been that the Martins didn't get it shit. You know, a shot at it. Because that was another spot where the Martins were like, well, we want that. And the city was like, no, we don't want to give it to you because this and that. And then here comes David Beckham with his Inter-Miami FC team, which, again, I'm all for it because we need – soccer down here, right? We need a MLS team. We need a team that we can build what, on. The
1: Miami fusion isn't a thing anymore. Nah, man. It's <laughs> always been in Fort Lauderdale.
0: You know what I mean? You can't be Miami fusion and playing all your nah, games I'm in Fort Lauderdale. I know. Um, but if you're going to rep Miami, like I said, and be in Miami, then there's certain bars that you got to right, hit. Right. And I don't know if they're, they're hitting those bars yet. Right. Um, But
1: the game was a good time. The game was the a was great a time. time. And, and,
0: and the, the atmosphere is there. They have a hardcore fan base. Like, they have a lot of Southern American players on the team. I saw a lot of, of of those players being represented by guys wearing and kids wearing and women wearing the national team, whether it's Colombia, Venezuela, um, Colombia, whatever, right? They're wearing the jersey of the guy who's playing on the field for in Miami, you know, and they're repping their pride and they're coming out here to see those guys. So right. the move is working, right? Um, and there's a, again, a hardcore fan base and, and it's gonna grow, but I, I'm like you, man. I wasn't, a, too thrilled that they got the spot, especially now that I'm into golf. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But they got it, and we'll we'll see what they can build on it. You know, we'll see what they can build on it, man. We'll drop that glass of water. Hey,
1: uh, well, my, my weekend, you ask, how was my weekend? Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. It was a pretty good weekend. A hot as shit,
0: dude. So hot,
1: bro. Summer is officially here. Like, Been here. It's- like three weeks ago. But, uh, dog, your boy, you're looking at the, uh, the newest major champion for the South Florida
0: Shankaholics Play, Congratulations, boy. my dog. Yes, sir. You've been dying to bring that oh, shit up. Well, Damn. God, I feel like- Yo, time out. I want you guys to know something, man. Before the show even, like, kicks off, Joel and I talk. We go over the show notes, all this stuff. Like 20 minutes, you know, 30 minutes of just getting ready for the show. We talk about things that we want to bring up on the show. This man did not say shit until this exact moment to bring it up. And so that's for everybody else who played in that Shankaholics golf tournament. He waited for you guys to be listening for this moment. Oh, yeah.
1: I wanted to tell you (laughs) on the show. I didn't want to tell you beforehand and and kind of just... Drop it on him, dog. my nose, so to speak, too quick. Drop it on him, dog. Uh, Dog, I just... I played good yesterday, bro. There was a lot going into it. So... Where'd you guys play at? Coach at Hollybrook. Okay, like Hollybrook is in Hollywood, yes, and it's Coach Sibs' home, home course. course. Yeah, dog, and like <laughs> while he's giving me lessons there, like he gives everybody like lessons there and shit like that, right? And that's his home course, bro. He balled yesterday. He shot Fire. one under overall. Sheesh! But the oh. bad news for him, this is all based off of co- quota, right? And this is like a season long thing. Quotas are all adjusted based off the way you play. So like quotas are usually accurate. You know what I mean? And he went six over his quota. But another gentleman in our league, shout out to Risco, also went six over. Okay. Both
0: played phenomenal. Phenomenal, bro.
1: You know, it's all relative, right? No, but
0: still, you, you that means you put in a good golf round for yourself.
1: I put up nine points over my quota. jeez so I had a birdie on the day. Killer. I had like seven, eight pars. That was uh, That's the trick. Cause, <laughs> like, That's just, the trick. Make all, pars. It all came together, dog. That's the so course, awesome. Course was pure. I love that course. Obviously, it's a good I course, get lessons man. with Alex there and stuff, and we've played there multiple times. Course was pure. Greens were pure. Dope. And bro, my putting yesterday, cuz? on fire oh my god and my short game was phenomenal i was getting up and down like anywhere or anytime i was around the green i was getting up and down dope just in the bank two points let's go so dope i so made a couple
0: long bogey putts. that's a good feeling bro let bro, me tell you
1: it all came together yesterday and bro if it feels good especially winning a major you know because we do obviously like right. we we mimic the pga so we do four majors this was the second one of the year Dope. and uh i've never won i've been we've done this league now for four or five years and I've never won one. I've come in second Shout multiple out to times. Shout out to Frank. For holding to Frankie it down. For always, you know, setting Holding up the lead, it down, dog. Holding it down. And, and, and the spreadsheets and keeping track of it all. It's been real fun. And, and this means a lot to me, the fact that I got to friggin' win one finally
0: Dope, after man. getting second. So Congrats, I got over Brad. that hump, dog. You know what I mean? Congrats. Yeah, you know what? When we're, we're done with recording, we'll take a shot to celebrate. Okay. I like the... Damn, we should have done that before. I should have told right. you before. Right. Yeah, you see? You're holding <laughs> information, dog. With all the information, <laughs> dog. Uh, oh, yeah. Good so weekend,
1: cool. golf, uh, and uh, at the same time, I came home after that, and I got to see who we're matching up with in this uh, next round in the Eastern Conference Finals.
0: Yes, sir. And, and you know what's cool about that? We were patiently waiting. Patiently waiting. We took care of business against Philadelphia, right? Um, Should have happened in five, like I said. Should have happened in five. I agree. You know, but it took six games, whatever. Like I said. Correct. <laughs> and we were dominant in that sixth game you know we literally took the will from philadelphia to play that game mm-hmm. the way we were not only scoring but shutting them down defensively it made such a huge difference on how they were able to try to attack us um james harden another terrible second half right garbage garbage and bead was giving it all he had but you could tell that he was exhausted he was just
1: tired bro how many times did he hit the deck that dog game?
0: i had to tweet it he was working part time as a janitor I, I
1: at least double digit. If he didn't have a double double with points and rebounds, he definitely had it with Falls to the Ground.
0: You know, and 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 a lot of their guys came back to their norms, right? Tobias Havers came back to Earth, maxi came back to Earth, um, you know, after being D'd up right, by, right. by PJ Tucker. A lot of those guys came back to Earth and pretty much we just stifled those guys. You know, mm-hmm. so much so that even after the game was over and the series was over, mind you, we're winning this game in Philadelphia. There's five minutes, six minutes left. Fans are walking out because they're down twenty points. You know what I mean? Um, And after the game, you hear Joel Embiid say, yeah, I wish Jimmy Butler was still my teammate. You know, that just lets you know how much that man dominated that entire team mentally, physically, you know, uh, and obviously physically uh, on the court by himself and just took care of business, you know, like. The, the playoff Jimmy that we're seeing right now is much better, I think, than the playoff Jimmy version that we saw in that bubble run. Be- wow.
1: I, I just, I mean. <clears throat> through two, we we got to see every two you know, series all the way already. through the finals. We, so we right. got to see what he did in the finals. Granted, we lost to the Lakers, but he put up some performances. We got to see all of that. And you're saying so far through two rounds in these playoffs, this this Jimmy is in better shape than than that the bubble Jimmy.
0: So far, this is what he's averaging, okay? points per game, 7.6 rebounds, 5.4 assists, 2.1 steals, while hitting 1.6 three-pointers per game, right, and shooting uh, 61% true shooting percentage from the field.
1: That's phenomenal.
0: The only guy that I can look at on the court and say, because I've been watching all these playoff games, right, we've had some really good ones. Yeah. The only guy that I can look at and be like, yo, this guy's playing beyond his mind. Beyond his means, beyond whatever the stats say that this is what he can do, superstar or not, it could be a regular player or not. It's Luka. Luka's the only dude that I can look at and be like, yo, this man, this man, balling in front of everybody, knocking down the number one seed, Phoenix Suns, single handed. Well, not single handedly by, but doing nah, the you damage. Got,
1: you got, he did the majority of it, you, but you, you know got, what I'm he saying? He's a key, key role 60,
0: player there. 70 percent of the work. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, he does have some key role players there. But I totally in, agree with the sentiment. Luca is out of this world. That kid is a stud.
0: You take away that guy and that team ain't doing nothing. Not, with, right?
1: not, not what they're doing right now.
0: Same thing here with the with the Heat. Because we struggled in these playoffs from the three-point line so far, right? Um, and, granted, we found rhythms where we hit threes and can separate and win the game. But it's not like we're accustomed to, except for that blowout game, in game five at home but we hit a, a like i think we ended up with 11 three-pointers um from 23 attempts and that was the best three-point shooting game that we've had so far mm-hmm. um besides that like we haven't really been offensively there defensively yes we've been above and beyond defensively but without jimmy and and the the stats that he's given us and the production that he's you know given this team man i don't know if we make it through that Series against Philadelphia in six, seven games, right? We would probably go to seven games if Jimmy's not playing well. Right. Same thing with Atlanta. We'd probably be in six, seven games if Jimmy's not playing well. This guy right now, for me, so far, is the MVP of the playoffs. Best player that's going to be on the court in this next series against Boston. Boston ended up beating Milwaukee um, Sunday, Mm -hmm. right? 109-81 to in a game seven, which was pretty much over from the get-go. Um, kind of like the Dallas Phoenix game, pretty much over from the get-go in those two game that sevens. Was an embarrassment, super lackluster game sevens. <clears throat> and again, when you look at the two teams that won and their driving forces, it's Tatum, right, and it's um, Luca for for Dallas. Now, w- let's focus on Boston, right, because that's who we play. For me, for me, in this series. The best player on the court at any given moment is going to be Jimmy Butler. Right now. Just be, And and if you look at Tatum's stats throughout the playoffs, you, you'll see that he's been beasting. He's oh, been yeah. Beasting.
1: He had to get a forty point, forty
0: six point game seven or six, wasn't it? I think he's averaging like 29 points and like a rebound. Beasting, yeah. beasting, 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 right? But again, I just don't think that sometimes he has that impact on his team where everybody looks at him and says, make the move, and he makes the move. I've seen it happen multiple times in this recent playoffs series against Philadelphia, where the entire team looks at Jimmy and is like, hey dog, bust the move. And Jimmy's like, all right, here I go. I'm gonna hit this three. I'm gonna drive to the basket. I think I saw I saw him shot like fifty free throw attempts in those last three games, game six, game five, and game four. Mm-hmm. This dude's just living at the free throw line. What does that mean? He's attacking. I don't see that with Jason Tatum. I see him sometimes doing doing the things that he knows that he can do to score buckets, not going all out. You know what I mean? Jimmy's going all out. So Jimmy's going to be the best player on the floor, in my opinion, at any given point in this series. So that's not to say that Tatum is not going to have an impact. He is going to have an impact. But I feel like the team is more accustomed to being role players with Jimmy doing his thing than Boston is. Because if you look at both, ben- oh, I'm sorry, dog. Like any bench, you look at any bench of any other team that's left over. Nobody has a deep enough bench has the Heat. With big time performers coming off the bench, a hero, a Olodipo, um, a Duncan, if he if he if he decides to get hot, even uh, even a guy like Caleb Martin, who's been coming in and giving real quality minutes. Yep. Right. Max
1: Shrews, Well, he's been starting. He's been starting. Wayne Deadman.
0: Deadman off the bench. That guy has been killing it with his minutes. Again, deep and talented bench is going to be the difference. I personally don't think that Boston's going to even give us that much problems throughout the series. I feel like the two things that we're we're really relying on is coaching. We got that. Let's not even go there.
1: And And we're not even going to talk about the fact that we got snubbed
0: no, no, we no, are no. going to talk about it because uh, I have it right uh, here. Okay, all right, we're going to talk all about right. it.
1: Yeah, I'll let you bring it up. Then. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm not just going to let that pass me by without saying what I got to say and warning there might be a, a couple of curse 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 words in there. <laughs> um, coaching and the bench, right? Those are the two major things that I'm looking at in this series for the Eastern Conference Finals. That he have both of those advantages by a lot. So I'm not really worried about Boston in this series. I know a lot of people are like, damn, this is a crazy matchup. And yeah, well, you know, Boston was the second be- best team in the second half of the season. That's cool. And and you know what? Even if they were, even with all that, they still couldn't make it to the number one seed. They still had to try to win games at the end of the season to get to a certain spot. Meanwhile, Heat were doing a roller coaster, holding on firmly to a number one seed. We swerved a little bit along the way. We swerving, you know. But well, we got right back on track. Swerving like we're, you know, coming home from the hard rock, three <laughs> o'clock in the morning. But I'm driving and I'm still in first place. That's where the heat were at. So I don't get why it's crazy to be like, oh, that he should be not only favored, but like, yeah, definitely favored. We're playing at home. We have the better coach. We have the better bench. We have the best player on the floor. But well, we're not favored. We're not favored. How crazy is that? I love it, though. Plus 130 I love to start the series. You know, know
1: series. me, dog. You know me. That's some. That's that's okay. Some... Hey, they're going to put respect on our name when we're raising that trophy, homie. No, and for I'm not, sure. Not, I'm not talking about the Eastern Conference, no, the, the Larry Bird us. trophy. That's not us. I'm talking about the finals trophy, when right. we're NBA champs once again. That's when they're going to put respect on Miami. And even then, they're still going to say, oh, that's only because... This, that, and the other. They're yeah. not really going to give us the respect because that's just what happens, bro. Everybody hates on Miami.
0: Absolutely. And look, history shows that we have a great record. Spole has a great record against the Celtics. This is going to be the fifth time we face these guys in the playoffs, right? Um, second time facing in them in the last three years for the Eastern Conference Finals, right? Because mm-hmm. we were in that bubble season. 2010, we lost. 2011, we won. 2012, we won. And then 2020, we won. Spole was the coach for all four of them. This is gonna be their fourth or fifth different coach in that time.
1: And this is post-Lebron era. This is the best team Spole's had.
0: Ever. <clears throat> and again, so like when it comes to looking at the matchup, you look at the stats, the history, the this, that, and how all the signs hell point to the heat. That be, the heat. Bet the heat. He should be favored. And we're, and we're not, dog. And that's a and that's a disrespect, a that big is. time disrespect. Big You know, and and, and look, again, even last year in a closeout game, bam, you know, game of his life. 32 points, 14 rebounds, five blocks, five assists. He almost had a triple-double that game to close out Boston. And that was a lot of talk about him being compared to Tatum and this and that. Now, granted, Tatum is a better player right now than, than Bam, for sure. But nah,
1: they're two different players,
0: but they're two different That's players
1: like comparing Shaq and Kobe like, oh, like they're, you know, one's better. Like they're two completely different players in my yeah. opinion. But the only thing I can recall in the last couple years is Tatum being on the receiving end of a disgusting and vicious block by yeah. Bam Adebayo Bio. at the rim
0: this, to win a game to win the game to win a game and ultimately win the series you know what I mean so, so like that bodes well for us Baba I'm excited for this series it's just the the fact it's just the fact that the team is better like this Heat team is better than that Heat team that the, the Celtics faced last time and, and granted you can say Jalen Brown is better okay cool Marcus Smart just coming off a defensive player of the year cool but you know what that award should have really been bams
1: facts right for sure
0: 100% we have a we coach keep,
1: we got snubbed twice
0: talk about snubs <clears throat> trust me I'm getting there yep. I'm getting there yeah, yeah okay I'm letting you build it up um Jimmy's play, playing better suppose obviously the better coaches the first time coaching is first Easter conference finals I don't know what they're expecting from this guy to, to go out there and win and win a seven game series against a really really tough and talented heat team right come on dude and you know you I, I, I have to mention this because you mentioned his name earlier Max struz he started all 11 playoff games for the Heat. And in those 11 playoff games, he already has three point three games where he scored 20 points or more. Production from people that you're not even expecting. A guy who's being real consistent with the way that he's playing right now. He doesn't have to be the guy who puts up those 20 points. But just the fact that he knows that he can achieve it and average 12 to 15. And more importantly, play lockdown defense while Kyle Lowry's hurt. Come in, step in, take care of that role and allow somebody else to take your bench spot. Uh, Oladipo or Gabe Vincent to come in and really affect the game. This dude is really turning into a viable threat. And again, historically, you look at the numbers against Boston. What have the Heat done? What have this Heat team done against the Boston? Struce has averaged 21 points per game against this team, bro. Jimmy leads the team with 22 points against this team. So like... Where where's the 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 favoritism or the signs that Boston should be favored here, you know that's that bias shit I that I don't really like.
1: Boston, obviously it's it's one of the, it's one of the OG. It's Boston and LA, right? They're the OG franchises, the most winningest uh, franchises in NBA history, right? So the media is gonna automatically side with that with that team, you know the the original team, right? Where they're gonna put paint us as the heel or the underdog, and that's okay with me, so I got no problem. It is with okay that, with bro.
0: me. You know, because this is our ninth conference finals appearance. Easy right? money for us. Homie. Easy money. Sixth, our sixth since 2010. Okay. Again, and that's all under Spo. So six under Spo for those people who are Spo haters. And since I'm talking about Spo, the fact that this man only got one first place vote is a bunch of bullshit. One first place vote for coach of the year Mm. is a bunch of bullshit. Let them know. And it's bullshit because this man has persevered during a very, very difficult season. Very difficult season, right? Where you're coming off an embarrassing loss in the playoffs, swept after being in the finals. People are calling you a fraud. People are calling your team a fraud. Okay. You go out there. You make a move for P.J. Tucker, who everybody claims is too old. You start. Right, A guy like Strews throughout the season. You start a game Vincent throughout the season. You have these issues with Bam not really producing to his level. You're going through Bam missing a month and a half. Jimmy missing games in and out of the thing. Kyle Lowry unavailable for a majority part of the season. Still mash all that up together. Control Hero's ambition to be the man to say, keep scoring, big dog. And he does his thing to carry the team throughout the season no consideration zero that's utter disrespect i mean it's not like we were
1: the number one seed or anything oh oh wait no
0: no 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 and then the the again it, again dog the the messed up part is that out of the three finalists for coaches a the year there's only one who's left in the playoffs right now <laughs> guess who it is it's fucking spoke yep yeah. This guy is never, ever, ever going to get the respect that he deserves while he's a Miami Heat coach. And that's bullshit. No, he will. No, that's bullshit. No, he will. I'm not saying that he's not going to achieve success because that's the championship. That's the goal, right? Like, for him personally, he doesn't give a fuck about the Coach of the Year award. He cares about the championship. That's the goal, right? Absolutely. And that's cool. And and, And that's our goal. But... The fact that this guy could potentially retire or leave the head coach of the Miami Heat without having a fucking coach of the year award on his on his mantle is nuts to me. Especially when when he's gonna have a bunch of championships there, yeah. that's wild to me. Right, that's right, wild right. to me. When he's when he's the most um tenured coach besides Greg Pop, come on, dog. Like the the disrespect has to stop. It has to stop. One day it has to stop, you know, and, and I feel bad for Boston because they're going to come out on the short end of the stick because there's a lot of shit motivating this team to go out there and beat the crap out of Boston.
1: Now, my question to you is, before we get into our predictions as mm. to how we think this series is going to turn out, mm. not for nothing, somebody in this room is two for two so far Yep, the heat, just
0: saying. I'm wilding with my picks. You but know my
1: that. question is to you, and it's, it's about your boy. It's about somebody that you said we needed on this team that down the stretch was going to be big and important. And right now, I got my finger on the pulse in the streets. And the streets is is saying, keep him out the game. And I'm talking about Kyle Lowry and his lackluster performances mm. in this playoffs. Yeah. Granted, he's been hurt. He's been dealing with some issues. But when he's in the game, he is hurting us, it seems, versus helping us. So what are your thoughts with Kyle Lowry moving forward? in this next series against Boston?
0: I personally think he should sit out the first two games because I just know how hard it is to come back from a hamstring injury. And that's at a minimal lower athlete, not even athlete level like me and guys that I know. This guy's a prime time athlete. I'm sure it's going to take him some time to recover. It could be faster. should be faster than anybody else, right? But it's going to take time. This season hasn't been the greatest for Kyle Lowry. And definitely not one that we expected of him. I expected of him. And I'm damn sure that he didn't expect this season for himself. You know, because he missed a lot of games. He missed a, he missed a lot of reps. He missed a lot of the time with the team to build camaraderie uh, um, and, and, and that chemistry mm-hmm. on and off the court. So, yeah, this is not the Kyle Lowry we thought we were going to see. It's is not the Kyle Lowry I thought was going to see and was going to be impactful. Thankfully, we've had guys, specifically a guy, really take that mantle, take that torch and run with it and run with the opportunity. And not only do that, but really produce while he's doing that. And that's Struce. We have to give Struis his credit for stepping up for Kyle Lowry.
1: Not just Strews. I mean, Strews is stepping up. No, no, but Strews is the <laughs> main one. You know where, no, but you know what? I think Strews is stepping up where Hero is not been there for us right now hmm. recently. He's filling that gap in where we thought the $90 million man was going to be able to pull through for us, and he's riding the bench right
0: now. With a problem? But I Go
1: thought ahead. you were going to shout out two other guys that are – I mean, Jimmy. Jimmy's our quarterback out there. right? right? He's going to run point. But as far as from that point guard standpoint – I give tons of credit to both Gabe Vincent and Victor Oladipo and what they've been able to do. Yeah, And, uh, frankly, moving forward, I don't know if I want to see Lowry back in the rotation starting right now. I, I, don't, no. I don't know if no. that's something that the Heat team needs right now. I love our starting five right now. Right. I think if you just get him out there just for the sake of he's an NBA, former NBA champion, it's it's you're just doing that at that point because of that, and he's not really contributing. He's only hurting us. So no, I don't know how sure. I feel about him playing with for us you
0: know moving forward. He's definitely not gonna start because again, we know he's not hundred percent. Off rip. Forget about chemistry, points per, per I don't know. Forget about all that. The only thing that matters right now is that he's not hundred percent. And the guy who is hundred percent, Struuss, is really playing beyond his expected totals, expected contribution, whatever whatever you want to call it. So you're not, you're not losing by having Max Struess in the, in the lineup. You're actually winning. Right. He's been a real big positive. Yeah. So why would you break that up? Especially us knowing his pole and how he is. He's not really going to tinker with something that's working. Whether it means that he gets full starter minutes or like 80% of starter minutes, that depends on the game and how he's playing, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. But I really don't think we're going to see Kyle Lowry start the rest of the playoffs, no matter what, because we know that he, no matter what happens, he's not going to be 100%, even if he comes back. Um, but I did mention earlier, gave Vincent and Oladipo the, the roles that they've taken upon on this team as a bench, as a bench producer, not a bench role player, but a bench producer, meaning they're coming in and actually scoring points, nine points. Ten points, six points. I have four assists. I have two steals. Those are huge contributions that happen coming off the bench, and those guys have been consistent. Not just it.
1: on the offensive side; these are and two de- way def- guys. Yeah,
0: defensively, more importantly,
1: I got full confidence with either one of those guys. I think Depot a little bit more. I think I gave it. Obviously, I give him the edge. Yeah, off, of course. Uh, to Gabe Vincent, you know, there's been a couple of times Gabe Vincent of has a couple you know questionable moments and whatnot. But overall, overall, I mean, he's he's bringing to the table what we need from a player like him. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not our star. We don't need you to be, you know, uh, the, the the baller, the, the you know, that, that's Jimmy, Bam, uh, Strews, who's hot right now, you know what I mean? But we need you to be that role player. And he does a great job at that. He he pops big threes, you know, when he's open, when he needs to hit those shots, to keep the, the momentum threes. going for us. Big um, threes. You know, he has good, you know, like I said, good hands on defense. But he, he's also thrown the you know thrown the ball you know away a couple of times. He's turned it over Normal. just like Hero. You know, young guy stuff that they need to work on. Right. But, frankly – I'll take any of those guys right now over Lowry, man. Lowry, the most I can expect from Kyle Lowry right now is two things. One, he's going to flop hard to draw a foul. Or two, he's going to stand in nah. the lane and draw the contact for the charge. No, you got to He's going to put his body on the line. Those are the two things that Cal Lowry does well.
0: Yeah, and that's it. No, he's a good shooter, bro. bro. No, but he's he, not.
1: So look at his stats from the last listen few games. To me.
0: His, he hasn't been shooting well, but that doesn't mean he's a bad shooter. But that's again, exactly what that means. No. Yes, no, it no, does. No, 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 no. Don't get that confused, no, 100%, dog. 100%, bro. No, the guy man. cannot shoot. No, man. Listen, that's like saying, look, that's like saying t- uh, Duncan Robinson can't shoot because he started off no, no, terrible no. the season. No, right? he's a shooter. Uh, look, he can shoot. Why well, not? That's but what Kyle I'm Larry, saying.
1: Look at all season what Kyle Lowry's done. Has he been scoring for us? Has he been putting up points? Absolutely not. Go
0: back to what I said earlier, dog. What percentage would you say that Kyle Lowry has fully integrated himself this season into the team?
1: I would say about like sixty percent. So how
0: do you how would how would we be able to expect him to really contribute something meaningful if he hasn't been around? I'm not saying that that's an excuse, right? I'm just saying that that's the reason for the performance.
1: But that's fine if you're if you're gonna have if you have issues and you need time away from the team to handle whatever you're gonna handle. By all means, you're going to do that. That was I, throughout the season. I totally understand that. You know what I mean? But don't use that now as an excuse. Oh, I don't have the chemistry with my teammates because I was out, and that's why I'm chucking up three balls when I haven't been shooting all year instead of getting my teammates the open pass, which is the reason you can, I was brought to Miami. Because in those two games that we lost chill. to the
0: Sixers, he was throwing up some really bad shots. Okay, son. but hold on. You said something. He was brought here to score. He was brought here to score. That's
1: what I thought, but he hasn't done it, so he's obviously he's here to hurt. facilitate. Then
0: no, 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 no. We can't just say, "Well, he's not here. He's not here for that." No, damn right, they brought him here with every intention of having him score, dog, and being a score. That's what I thought, but that's what it is.
1: He hasn't done that
0: because he's hurt, and we know he's hurt. We know he's hurt. We don't know now. how. But again, talking
1: about all season, has he scored all season? But but look, has he been a prominent scorer for the Miami Heat? You're just
0: doing the same thing because you're combining the two things. If we're talking about the regular season, then we're going to talk about him and his family issues and him not being there. And that's going to throw off his chemistry. He played less than 50 games for the Miami Heat, dog. Okay. So there's no way you're going to get any type of consistency, any type of consistency there. Now let's flip it to the playoffs because we're done with the, with the regular season. In the playoffs, right? In that first series against Atlanta, game three, he gets hurt hamstring and then he played four more games after that Four, two more games after that i'm sorry because we didn't see him again for the rest of the playoffs so that when he comes in he's obviously limited if he's for me knowing how aggressive he is how athletic he is if he's not attacking and he's just chucking up threes i'm not saying because oh he's lazy and he's tired that's james harden bro you know what i mean like that's not the same thing. I'm looking at him and being like, "Yo, this dude's dealing with hamstring. Here. Of course he can't dribble. Of course he can't push off that. There's no way he's gonna be able to get past his defender." You know what I'm saying? Now, here's where I'll give you an example of a player not performing like they did in the in the regular season. That's Tyler Hero. That's a guy that we can look at and be like, "Hey, dog, what's up? What was over was over these whack ass shots. Was over these whack ass. Was over these whack ass passes."
1: Uh, no, but I'm, again, uh, going back to the sentiment, I got my, my finger on the pulse in the street, son. <laughs> Nobody feels that way about Tyler Hero. Why? Because there's another white guy that's thriving in Max Struess, and it's like, hey, bro, the, 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 the easy out is Tyler's getting doubled, so Struess is getting open, and he's getting those looks. All right, whatever, but... Hero is still doing his thing. He's still having an impact. Game one, he had an impact in that series. Yes. He kind of struggles game two and three. Four, he had a little bit better impact even though we lost. And then he, he did better in five and six to help us, to help us close play, out. Play good. So I, I'm not my worry. And, and the, the fans worry is not in Tyler Hero. It's not in, in Oladipo. It's not in Jimmy Butler. Clearly, the one person that there's question marks around is Kyle Lowry, I disagree,
0: dog. dog. I disagree big time and I'll tell you why. Because the first, the first thing that we were talking about two weeks when we were playing atlanta was where the hell is duncan why isn't duncan getting a run and then the same thing happened with philadelphia right he he had that one real good game against atlanta didn't see him the rest of the series fast forward playing philadelphia zero duncan and we're talking about it especially after a loss because it's like oh shit we lost by all these threes how come we're not getting to this point you know what i mean
1: that's a really good point because we, we've we got, like, into the white guy sentiment. We got Max Houston there. Nobody cares about Duncan anymore. As long as there's a white guy shooting threes and making them, we're good. But we got to pose that. We're going to put that. I already sent it to you. We're yeah, going to pose that. Who's put, the bigger disappointment so far Twitter in right these now. heat playoffs? Is it Cal Lowry or is it Duncan Robinson? We're going to put that on, on the Sports With Soso Twitter. So make sure you go check that out and vote. But, yeah, man, Um, I think it's time. We got to get – we got some other stuff we got to cover. We've yeah, been going man. in on well, this heat. Uh,
0: real quick, to wrap up on the heat. Let's do our predictions. We got yep, yep. seven-game series starting tonight, right? Against Boston. Against Boston Tuesday. court. So we got Tuesday, game one. Thursday, game two. Game three is Saturday. Game four is Monday. Game five is Wednesday. And I'm going to stop right there.
1: I'm just going to stop right there. You're going to say heat in five.
0: That's it. That's the tweet. I've been saying it. I've been saying it to all my friends, and I've really looked at the analytics of this matchup, and I don't see Boston competing with us. No way. No Wow problem. Know how. Right. Five games. The only thing that's gonna save them and make this game close is Jalen Brown. Tatum is gonna do him. So is Jimmy. They cancel each other out. Jalen Brown is not gonna score because we're gonna okay. put PJ Tucker on on Tatum and then Jalen Brown's gonna have to score on Jimmy Butler, and good luck with that. <clears throat> yeah, so
1: I love it. I love that. That's take. me, man. Five games. I, I totally want that to happen. I'm I'm all for that um but i i am gonna give these boston celtics a little bit more credit um i think again they they are a good team they've been playing together for a long time i think uh jason tatum is a phenomenal basketball player um scorer you know knows how to score in multiple ways he's nice Um, jalen brown fantastic on defense uh marcus smart you know he has green hair um so I'm going to say that the Miami Heater, it's going to take us the full seven games. I think this series is going to go to seven. Wow. And we're going to take it, obviously. Seven games. Heating seven, yeah.
0: I don't see that happening. Okay. You know why? Here's one the, X the factor. Here's one X factor. Have we or have we not played really well from beyond the arc?
1: Uh, it depends what games we're looking at.
0: In total. In, ger- in general? In general.
1: We've we've been we've played well beyond, but beyond the arc. Subpar.
0: Would you say it's been Subpar.
1: To, to what we can do, yeah. I would say so, yeah. All right,
0: so just wait until that switch goes like that, fracata. Mm. And once that switch turns on and Duncan starts hitting threes and Hero's hitting threes and Struce uh, is hitting threes and the, Gabe is coming in hitting threes. The main thing threes.
1: for me that's going to come into play here is when we played Boston last was in the bubble. And there was no fans around there. And now, yeah, we have the home court in the AAA, and that's that's going to help us get the dub. But we gotta go to Boston at least three times. And I'm okay with that, that. That garden.
0: I'm okay with and that. And
1: those Boston fans, man, they can get they can get pretty reckless and rowdy. But
0: we've so, won there before, so
1: we have. We have. But I'm, I just have a feeling this is gonna challenge us, and it's gonna be the challenge we need before the finals.
0: Spo has won there before. Big games, not big games, being down a lot. My dog has a my dog has the experience. I'm not worried about this freaking Boston team, though.
1: Obviously not. He didn't five for you. He didn't five. He didn't didn't five for me. He didn't five. So, tonight, by the time you're hearing this, first game of the series.
0: I'm almost willing to bet that Jason Tatum doesn't even score 40 points in a fucking game against this dog. All right. Get out of here, All right. I'm charged up. You're going off right now. I'm charged up. I'm charged I got you riled up with that Calvary talk. I know you love your point guards. Big time.
1: Tonight, the Heat tip off tonight at. 7 o'clock? 830. 8.30. All the games are going to be at 8.30. 8.30, so make sure you tune into that. And on your double screen, on your picture-in-picture, picture, you're going to have to put the Panthers game. You're going to have to do that because they have the same exact playoff schedule. You're
0: going to have to take the kids' TV out of their room <laughs> and put it in the living room next to the big TV just to have the Panthers game on there. It's kind of messed up. Kind of. It, yeah, it's big-time messed up how the, how the NHL completely disregarded the South Florida sports fan, the Miami Heat fan, the Florida Panthers fan, and ultimately decided to go ahead with their scheduling and putting the Heat and Panthers on the same day, literally, every day. Um, it's whack because down here, we love our teams. We really love to see uh, playoffs and b- it's no other city has two teams right now in the playoffs. Miami is the only one that has a team in the NBA playoffs and in the NHL playoffs. So obviously the NHL could have done something to kind of like bolster that market or to at least make sure that they're getting the most eyes on their broadcast for the Panthers, you know, by having them on a separate day than the heat and instead of having them go head to head. But for some reason, or another um, Bateman, the NHL commissioner decided to, keep them on the same day yeah. kind of messed up bro
1: it, it sucks because i i want to go to one of the games yeah and they coincide with the heat game so i'm gonna have to be you know watching on your one phone on my phone and the other one in person or something i don't know but i mean either way that's a good problem to have for for a fan base right it's to cool. have multiple teams and multiple for you know sports playing on the same exact night in playoffs
0: yeah it's right? cool so. i mean and, and especially for the panthers right we broke a streak since 1996 26 years homie That's old That's Yo That's
1: <laughs> older than most of our listeners Yeah A <laughs> lot of them A lot of them
0: Um 26 years bro To go in between Playoff series wins And And the, the Panthers have had teams make the playoffs before, right? Um, even last year, right? Yeah. We saw a team make, be, have a really good run, real good season, head into the playoffs, and then. Couldn't get out of the first round. Couldn't get out of the first round, you know, and, and couldn't get out of their own way. And it kind of looked like it was going to happen that way again this season against the Capitals, but the a, way it started. For a moment, for right? a moment there. But then the Panthers just kind of realized who the F they were, yeah. <laughs> right? And they were like, yo, where the number one seed like let's go let's get it popping and um we saw a superstar in the making emerge right and carter verhage really turned up and show out for the panthers and make some critical goals critical assist um i think broke he had something like 12 points in the series a franchise record sir crazy 12 uh five of them in one game yep and that's six goals six of them being goals so like Big time contributions, two overtime goals to win games. Like
1: he hit the game winner in game six. Yeah,
0: and in game four, which yep. was the comeback game, right. which we needed. Right. Um. Damn, dog. What a what a huge performance by this dude, man? Because on this team, it's very easy to be like pushed aside, or not necessarily pushed aside, but like no, easily. There's so many. It's just so many, and so much talent. Yeah. You know, like Big Bob had an amazing series, an amazing series with all the saves that he made and being able to bring the Panthers back.
1: Well, and that's why he's our highest paid player.
0: Yeah, you know, one of them Barkov is getting up there. He's no, but Bovrosky is, is our
1: highest number paid one right, now, right yeah. now. He's number one I mean, right he's now. He's like
0: fourteen for twelve
1: or fourteen a year, right?
0: right. Um. But, you know, he made huge saves for us to allow us to get into the games. Yep. And we saw the guys that we talked about on that Panthers preview on Instagram Live that we did. We, we saw Barkov, Barkov, you know, really step up. He had a goal in that game. and had a goal. Set up.
1: Who will set it up, though?
0: Who set it up? Claude Giroux. Yeah, man. He's been killing it, bro. Giroux's that's your guy. Caught,
1: bro. We <laughs> traded for him, dude. I mean, that's table, your guy, everybody man. was like, damn, this is only going to make the Panthers that much better. And sure enough, that guy's fit in like the last puzzle piece, bro. Perfectly. Yeah, bro, he's been and, phenomenal. and we traded
0: him specifically for his playoff experience, right. which is wild. And how he's been able to, like, how you get that, f- like, fama, right, that fame for being a, a playoff player, quote-unquote, and then a team picks you up and you're like, oh, this is how you guys play? Cool. Check this playoff performance out. I'm in here. I'm, I'm right integrated with the team, mm-hmm. whatever it is you were doing. And he's definitely stepped up for no, us, bro. Him and Sam and really Sam chemistry been killing it um Goudas has been killing it defensively he's been really really holding it down for the for big bob th- defensively i feel like him and Ekblad because they've really put themselves in harm's way F- literally physically harm's way taking on uh the bigger defensemen taking on checks um getting into into scraps um doing the dirty lifting hitting people clearing the goal of threats and stuff like that that's hard work dog that's real hard work to do that defensive night in, night out, to going out there and doing 110%. And those two guys, there's a reason why Gudis is a leader on this team and he always does those celebrations after the game. Um, when the game's over, everybody's going in and he has a special handshake with all the players. That's the type of leadership that you need in order to go forward into the playoffs. And me personally, bro, because I watched that 96 team just like you guys, and... I, I was amazed by hockey. I was amazed by Van Beesbrook, Scott Mellenby, and all these guys that we had on the squad. Um, Ed Jovanowski, you know, scoring goals as a defenseman. Those are all memories that I have that I'm like, yo, panthers hockey was dope and i never got that feeling again until last year where i'm like damn panthers hockey is dope and then this year they're just taking it to the next level and i gotta shout out the capitals because on their twitter page immediately after the game was over they did the classiest thing not only do does hockey do it right every time a game is over uh playoff series over where the guys literally go to war punch the shit out of each other in (laughs) throughout the seven game series six game series and then they'll line it up and shake hands and say hey you did good Good luck moving forward, no matter what. Beef, no beef, doesn't matter. Um, and the the Capitals actually retweeted that line of the guys shaking hands and everybody congratulating Big Bob. Um, I thought that was very classy of them and and they didn't necessarily have to do that, so shout out to to the Capitals for sure. Oh yeah. It yeah. was a
1: hell of a series, it was a grueling series. Tough. A lot tougher than 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 we thought it was gonna be, you know, especially then then winning the first game. You know, on the road, like they're, yeah. they're playing here. You know, in our home ice, and we lose that game. Like, and then the fashion that we lost. You know, it was like, man, are we going to be able to, to to squeeze one out over there in Washington? And sure enough, we were able to get two. Yeah, so that's that's huge moving forward, giving us the confidence that
0: we can win road games in a playoff environment against whoever, right? Because we were playing a team that has a legit NHL superstar legend. Ovechkin.
1: Oh, one of the greatest of all time.
0: A legend. It's like
1: Gretzky and then Ovechkin.
0: It's right there, dude. You know what I mean? Like, those are the two guys when you think hockey, you're like, oh, yeah, this guy. Right. So much so that even Drake dropped the line. I'm not a Drake fan, but he dropped the line of being like all about his goals like Ovechkin on that. On that future album.
1: I think Wale did too. He shot it out of Ovechkin. Ovechkin. Because he's he's from the DC guy. You know what
0: I mean? So, like, that's how popular this dude is known in the the rap world, right? In the hip-hop world. And this guy's a legend. We just beat a legend on his own minds to seal it and to come back home and get ready for the next series. Mm -hmm. Round two. Which we're facing the... Freaking hated Tampa Bay Lightning. It's the battle. Sur- survived their series against Toronto because they went to a game seven on Sunday, too.
1: Battle of Florida. They took out the <sighs> Toronto Maple Leafs, who a lot of people had as a favorite yeah. this year. Great team. Fantastic team. But I, I knew Tampa Bay was going to pull that one out because they are the defending champ. They are two years in a row. A good they're, squad. They're going for a three P. They have a lot of the same nucleus. They Dang. bounced us last year in six games and it went on we were one of the best teams in the in the in the league and they went on to win their second title in a row so this has storylines all around it you know what I mean the chance at redemption for uh for the Panthers uh a chance at you know at declaring themselves as the best team in Florida once and for all even though there's not really much people doubting it I mean I think they're just deciding that already you know if they take this series and just kind of keep us where we've always been as as the number two in the state when it comes to hockey so a lot of storylines going into this man but I think, honestly, this is the best team that we can go up against right now. And I think uh, when we get past this, I think the, the the Stanley Cup is is locked up for us. I think this
0: is the team we need to get through. I think so, too, man. Because, like, their best player right now is uh, Nikita Kuch- Kuch- Kuchkov, Kucherov, Something like that. Um, two goals, six assists on a season. Our best player has six goals, six assists so far on the playoffs. <coughs> so that's Carter Verhaeghe, by the way. Um I just feel confident going into this playoff matchup for the Panthers because, like you said, um, they got that mental block, that demon out of the way to say you can't pass this stage. This stage is not meant for you. They broke through that in an impressive fashion. You win three straight playoff games, that's impressive, especially after losing the first one at home. You battle back, you lose the next one, and then you win three straight to end the series against a good-ass Washington Capitals team. That's impressive. That leads me to believe that they are ready for that next challenge against Tampa Bay. Absolutely. Um, And we haven't even seen the best of our guys. Right? We haven't seen the best of Barkov. We haven't seen the best of Ekblad. We haven't seen the best of Huberto.
1: Hubie, man. Where has Johnny Huberto been?
0: You know what I'm saying?
1: And he's he's out there. He's, he's trying. There. He's playing. But he, they're doing just not falling, thing. man. He, he,
0: they're not going in for him for whatever reason right now. And that shit happens. Yeah, dude. You know, but at least he's in position. He's making plays. He's setting up assists. He's setting up good checks. He's getting the puck back. Yeah. Like I said, dominating between the two blue lines. That, that middle area is so critical for the Panthers whenever you watch these guys. Um, and he's doing that so I can't even be like too mad at him but I'm just saying all of that to say our best players haven't played their best yet and I feel like this is the type of competition that brings that out of them so we'll see Barkov, Ekblad, um, Hubie, um, Carter Verhage, uh who's the uh, other the Reinhardt step up and have those guys really step their game up take it to the next level and really put in a good performance against against the Lightning. I really think that they're gonna beat the Lightning in five games. Just Ooh. again, because of the home ice advantage. Ooh. They know that they can beat these guys. They know they can beat Tampa Bay. We've beat them in the series in the series this year. We beat them. Right? Now granted, they won that last game at home and we talked about it on on that episode. Where they're gonna the Panthers are gonna remember that and say, Yo, these were the same guys who came in here and thought they were hot shit and beat us when we had our streak. And now these are the same guys who think they're coming in here, running shit from last year to come in here and beat us again. After we just lost our first playoff game, there's no way we're losing game one and game two here at home. Whatever happens on game three, game four on, on Sunday and Monday, whatever, which is weird that they're playing back-to-back games.
1: Oh, there's an offset there from the Heat then. That's good.
0: Yeah, but it's again, they're fucking us over with the schedule yeah, because you're, play put, Monday again. you're playing us back-to-back days.
1: Um, I mean, this is a team coming off, you know, uh uh it was a six game series for them against uh the Capitals. The Heat, who I also predicted winning in six game six games against the Sixers, I now project uh predicted they're gonna go seven games. They're gonna go the distance with the Celtics. I think this is a seven game series for the Panthers as well.
0: I feel you, bro. I think this Tampa I feel team, you playing the safe
1: I still nah not playing it safe, man. I'm giving credit where it's due for these teams, man. You yeah. Know? Um and and especially for for this, you know. For for this lightning team, Uh, the lightning team is scary, man. And that's the the biggest obstacle in front of these Florida Panthers. We get over that obstacle, and it's smooth sailing after that. But I think it's going to take us seven games.
0: For sure. And for me, I think um, specifically for Tampa Bay, their best player is kind of hurt right now, which is point. Uh, He didn't practice the last two practices right and he hasn't been available like he should have been available so when your best player is not there and the Panthers just are coming off a huge series win full of confidence full of momentum heading with home ice I don't know I think I just think it bodes well and if they can win those first two games they're gonna cruise they're gonna cruise love it let's see man let's see what happens Panthers in five what time's the puck drop tonight 8 30. Wow, seven. Same. Sorry, seven, seven. Okay, o'clock. so it starts a little bit, before a little bit the earlier. Game, so, so you got an hour and, and a half. We got some buffer. We got some a little here. bit, but when, right. but Thursday is the day that's gonna suck. Oh boy, yeah. Um, you know what? Real quick, let's talk about these fish, man. Because I, I mahi I, I, mahi, no tuna, Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid. Okay, okay. Um, the Miami Marlins, bro. <laughs> oh, the Marlins. <laughs> that team. Yeah,
1: dude. I've tried to not really think about as much lately with so much winning going on i don't i don't want to try not
0: to focus on the losing yeah dog it's been brutal dog it's just been brutal because of like like we've talked about when it comes to those guys man the inconsistency bro the inconsistency that we're seeing from this team is just really devastating because we're getting amazing pitching pablo lopez the day no hitter with 11 strikeouts huge still couldn't walk away with the win nope that's the, that's that's a the damn, story that's of our a, life.
1: We don't have bats.
0: That's a shame, dog. No, we do have bats, but it's not. The, it's, the production is coming from the guys that shouldn't be producing as much. The Jazz, the Jesus Sanchez. You know, where's the Aguilars? You know, where's the Rojas? Where is, where is the yeah, You know, where's the Soled? Where's the Solares? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, those are the guys that we need to really step up and, and start playing well for us, man, because the pitching staff is doing their thing. And look, the, a guy that I was really rooting for and I talked about on the podcast, Jesus Lorzardo. Hurt, strained for him, going to be out for a couple of weeks. Wow. This was a dude who's our best pitcher, best ERA um, so far as far as stats-wise, and we just lost him for, let's say, three weeks, close to a month. How are we going to replace that? That's like 65 games in the baseball season. No, it's like (laughs) 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 – They said that he was going to miss like three starts, so that's like – Three weeks, essentially, right? Oh, oh speaking of which, yeah. while
1: we're recording this, Lowry's announced officially out for game one. Yeah, you see? I so feel now right. we don't have to make this decision. It's not that. <laughs> I just don't
0: think that he's healthy enough no, to it's play. A, he's not. It's hamstring still. He can't, man. He can't. Um, But for the fish, you know, like I said, they're really struggling from the plate they're really struggling from the plate jazz leading the team with 288 average um seven home runs by Jorge Soler is slowly starting to get there um jazz still leading the team with 24 rbis and Garrett with uh 350 on base percentage Jesus Aguilar slowly starting to get there right he has 31 hits on the season to, to start the team but like it's, it's just not enough, man. When you look at the the schedule and like the teams like that they're playing, it's like yo beatable teams. We lose a series against Arizona. Who the hell is Arizona? You know, like Arizona is just as bad as we are, pretty much. Who, we,
1: who's the outfielder that we had last year that was a good bat for us? He was
0: an older guy already. Oh, uh, the dude that we traded, Marte. No, no, a white guy. White guy. Yeah, he he was one of. I'm
1: pretty sure he was outfield for us. Gotta look him up, like center field or something like that. And we had him last year. He was good. He was. I mean, we only have. I think we only had him for the one year. I don't think we have him on the roster right now. Yeah, I'll but look it up. but it's,
0: my point being, like, we didn't expect this team to really compete with the best of the best, right? Okay, cool, but you guys should be able to compete and win more series against the teams that we know are just as good as the Marlins or struggling just as much as the Marlins, right? Um, We just lost this weekend series against the Brewers. Uh, Now, that's a good squad, right? And the cool thing about that is that they had the 25th year anniversary of the 1997 uh, Florida Marlins (laughs) World Baseball Team. Can't say Miami Marlins. They were the Florida Marlins back when they won it all in 1997. So you should have players like Levon Hernandez there. Uh, Edgar Renterio was in the building, Sheffield. Um I think they even brought uh Al-, Al Leiter in uh for sure. What's this other dude's name that had the pitching school here? Fernandez. Alex, Alex Fernandez, Fernandez. He was in the building, which was cool, and they got to play like a charity softball game. And it was nice to see them, you know, that the Marlins were able to, really put that up on their social media and 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 give the the fans of a glimpse behind the scenes of how they were celebrating it but that that should have been a historic you know type of weekend for us where we go in there and we get two games you know against Craig Console, who's now coaching or managing uh the manager of the Brewers Martin's just gonna get it done take one game and lose the other two in the series it's just, It's sad it's it's not sad it but it's sad, just frustrating so product's
1: not there man. We demand excellence down here. We, You know, we've talked about it. The Heat are there. The Panthers are there. The Dolphins
0: are trying. <laughs> They're trying. The U is the U's almost back. The U is, Papa, let, let's chill. I can't wait. I can't I, wait. I, I'm, I'm working on the special, the UM yearly special, and it's it's crazy. You man. know what I'm okay. saying? And it's just, uh, you know, we're getting a f- soccer team, and, and the Marlins just keep stinking it up, man. I smell them from over here. Yeah, they're not putting enough performances together where people can feel good about going to the game. There's nothing to feel good
1: about right now with this no, team, man. No. Jazz is the one thing that we have, and it's like we just feel
0: bad for the guy. It's like he deserves better. But look, they're not even the worst team in baseball. Crazy, right? Because this team is talented. They do have talent. <laughs> but for some reason, whatever the reason is, they just have a hard time putting it together. Either the bats are on and the pitching's off. And then the pitching turns on and then the bats get cold as hell. It's never two things, you know, like, like Smokey said. I feel like you it. either have sugar or no water. You either got Kool-Aid. You got, butter, you got no you jelly. Know, like You know, <laughs> never have the two things but I that think, match. I
1: think it's the latter, what you just mentioned, though. I think it more often than not, what I'm seeing is the pitching is there. Yeah, this season, right? But we're not getting the – yeah, last season the pitching was the question. We right. stepped it up in that department, Absolutely. but now we got no bats. Zero. One of the guys I was talking about, Adam Duval, oh. he's not on the team this year.
0: Nope. He was, a, he was a
1: big bat for us last week. Huge year, bro. lefty. He
0: hit a bunch of home runs for big us. Big bat for us
1: complimenting him. Aguilar and complimenting, yeah. you know what I mean, uh so Marte and these guys and and he's was not a there good anymore. Safety hatch to have he's there. not there anymore. No. And you I remember we had a conversation about it last year, like, yeah, that guy, you know, what are we really gonna do with him? It's a one year transitional guy, blah 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 blah. Bro, one more year. At least that's another bat that we have down here, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And he's gone. But teaser for next week, we are gonna have the little bro on the show, our boy yes, Devin. Sir. Uh, who is a like, Marlins aficionado like rain man when it comes to baseball. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like he, we were talking, we were chopping it up this weekend and, and that kind of sparked the reason why he's going to be on the show next week. And he has a lot to offer. Kind of like uh, I compared him to, to what Jesse is for UFC and MMA. And why we bring him on to talk that those two things uh, with us mainly, uh, that's what De- what I equate Devin to when it comes to baseball and specifically Marlins baseball. So he was telling me about some prospects and some other good things going on in the minor leagues that oh. I'm not aware of. And you're, gonna to hear about that next week on next week's show. Absolutely,
0: and um, the the real reason why we're bringing them on is because we really want to do more in that Marlins content, that baseball world. You know, we need to give the the listeners, you know, that full experience of all our sports teams. Because slowly but surely, as the Heat make their way to the finals, we're running to you know baseball really taking the stage before football comes back. So we want to get people excited about the Marlins and really in tune into baseball. And, and even with Kane's baseball, man, um, they had a rough series this weekend against Florida State, ended up losing the series. Um, they only were able to get one of the games of the doubleheader. But I feel like that, they, that rain out kind of threw off their mojo. They dropped down from the number two ranking to the number six ranking in the coaches poll, which is okay with me because I don't care as long as they're ranked. And as long as I can keep going to the stadium and getting those milkshakes, that's all that matters <laughs> to me. They're the best in the world. Um, but seriously, Kane's baseball coach there, they, they really got something special going on again. And they're going to be heading into the NCAA tournaments pretty soon as spring ball comes around. And those are things that we want to emphasize on and really bring it to you guys. So we know we have a couple of baseball heads out there and we got to give you guys what you want. Um, but with the Marlins, man, they're 15 and 19 on the season, man, seven games behind. Um, And I will say this, as of late, they have done a better job of scoring runs, right? They have a plus 10 differential in that department. They've scored 10 more runs than they allowed this season, but that's not great. You know, you really want to be in the 20s when it comes to that department. And and I feel like the Marlins are slowly but surely putting that type of performances together where they can get, again, get the ball rolling, really make some noise and, and win some games. Now, let's see what happens this next series playing Washington um, should be (laughs) should be some winnable games there. Um, But who knows, man? We're playing at home. Got a good home stretch going against Washington and Atlanta this next week and a half. So got to got to win at home. Got to turn this home into a, at least a 500 record, or if not more than 500, and really let that be a, a safe haven for these guys because, like I said, we know that the talent is here for the Marlins, and they're good. They just need to gel it all together. Mind you, this is coming off kind of a little bit of rocking the boat when Jeter left the team, and it was kind of like up in the air what was going to happen with the Marlins and all these moves. Ultimately, they made a lot of good moves after that, and brought up some guys, um, made some trades and whatnot. So we just got to stick with them, man, and see what happens.
1: Yeah. So a lot of season left. I don't think this is the season that the, the, the Marlins are not World Series bound by any means no. uh, or playoff bound for that matter. But let's 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 at least work with what we got. We got some good young pieces, and, and let's see something at least, something good come from that. So uh, Marlins baseball. Check, check. Heat playoff games. Check, check. Florida Panthers playoff games. chickity check. And we even threw in the Kings. And we even threw in the Canes. Uh, and Inter-Miami uh, But that's all coming up. I'm talking about as far as what we got coming up to, uh, for people to look forward to. So we yeah. got baseball, uh, hockey, and we got basketball. Uh, and for those golf fans, uh, the the second major of the year is here this weekend. It's the PGA Championship at yep. Southern Hills. Uh I mean, one of the best tournaments. It's a major tournament, so you already know. If you yeah. like golf or even if you don't like golf, this is the tournament Tune to watch. In. It's going to be good. All the best players in the world will be watching this one. So
0: Yeah, with less controversy than the other tournament trying to take off. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Bro. <laughs> um, bro, real quick, before we wrap up, let's let's talk about the Dolphins real quick, man. Um, oh, sure, we We yeah. saw them make a small but significant move over the weekend, right? They reached a deal with Melvin Ingram to kind of bolster that that D-line. Uh, I think it was a, what, two-year deal? No, one-year, $5 million contract. Solid contract, in my I'll opinion. I'll take it. For a pass rusher like that?
1: Yeah. I'll take it. A- Ingram's solid, man. And now he's going to be complimenting Jalen Phillips on the other side and uh, Ogba and Van Ginkle. I saw – I sent you that that post today. I yeah. can't yep. remember who, who posted it, but um, – Dude, that looks, that looks promising right there, that pass rush. And it makes me feel good as a Dolphins fan that, like, all right, we're making these moves on the offense. And, yeah, people are doubting Tua because of that underthrown ball and all this bullshit. But it's good to know that we're making moves all around. Yeah. Not just on the offensive side of the ball.
0: And we talked about that with Vic, right? When we told him, like, yo, you gotta look at the both sides of the ball. You know, there's no way that this defense is taking a huge step back. There's just no oh, way. No, no. no way. There, this not. team is only moving forward yeah. defensively, yes, right? Yes. We we still have a lot of questions and a lot of unknown about the offensive side of the things of the ball. But that's 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 something else. Like when it comes to defense, this move in particular really Rings to me and like you know stands out to me because of the position itself. The fact that is that D line where you're gonna have Phillips there, you're gonna have Agba there, who we just signed, and Van Ginkel, who's been a real production type player for us. That's gonna bode well for us because we see. That the the most important thing is to try to beat Buffalo and try to get to Buffalo and try to beat Buffalo. How do you beat Buffalo? Well, the trick is you got to get to Josh Allen. Not only get to him, you got to bring him down. So you got to have big, strong dudes that are fresh in a rotation attacking quarterbacks off the edge like that. That's what Phillips does. That's what Agba shows that he can do. And now we have another guy in, in in Ingram who is a specialist at that. That just bodes well better for us. I'm not saying that he's going to go out there and have eight sacks on the no, season. No, he's a little bit older. He's Four older. Miles on him you know already. what I mean? Exactly. I
1: get it, but it's that veteran leadership. It's, and, and and still, he's still, I mean, young enough that he's in a, in great shape that he's going to be able to go out there and, and play uh, important minutes for us. So, hell yeah, of a move for the Dolphins, man. Really
0: loving it. And you know what? Since you touched on that that two tour throw on, on social media with, with Tyree Kill. <laughs> oh, boy. What did I do? Nothing. I just really want to. <laughs> what did I do? I just really wanted to mention it to the Dolphins fans. Like, when I saw it, I was like, yo, first of all, whoever put that video out there has to get fired, and they did. Because immediately after that, the Dolphins were looking for a new uh, social media producer type manager, whatever, right? Mm. Yeah. Did you apply? Nah, I should have. (laughs) Sleep. I should have. Big time sleep. Big time sleep. And But yeah, you know, I just thought that it was a bad PR move that necessarily doesn't mean that like tool can't reach Tyreek Hill. I don't I don't I don't care about them dudes practicing in shorts. Everybody looks raw. I saw Wadham catch a 5-yard pass today and take it all the way to the end zone with nobody covering him and no pads. Am I supposed to be excited about that? Of course not. The only shit that I want to see as a Dolphins fan this season is scrimmages. Right against other teams. I want to see those scrimmages. So those preseason games, we're going to be watching, right? And what happens on the field? All that other stuff, ah, the Instagram with Tua and this and that, man, I don't care about none of that. Why? Because it shows to me, again, because you can flip the other side of that social media coin and look at the post that that Tyreek Hill did where he's like, hey, Tua, man, you got to put your big-ass dog away. What's he doing in Tua's house if he doesn't believe in him? If he doesn't think that this man can get the job, then why is he hanging out with Tua and going over to help Tua? Tyreek is worried about himself. That's not his job to look after Tua and boost his confidence. No, he's there because he believes in the guy. And he believes that he can make the throws necessary for him to be the optimal Tyreek Hill. So there's no reason to doubt Tua's arm or none of that shit. Say whatever you want. We know that he's not the strong arm quarterback. We know that if you're trying to make tool into a strong ground quarterback, you're butting your head against a wall. Like, forget about that. He's not that guy. What he is, is the accurate paw thrower. And now if he can be accurate and timely with his throws downfield, guess what? It's not going to matter if the ball travels 60 yards or 40 yards. The end result is going to be the same. It's going to be in the receiver's hand and he's going to be able to do something with it, especially a guy like Tyreek Hill and a guy like Jaden Waddle, who are specialists at making things happen once they have the ball. That's all that matters, him getting the ball. doesn't have to be a 40. How many times do you see a 60-yard pass in a game, bro? An 80-yard pass in a game? Come on. Now, yeah, Josh Allen might be able to do it. Um, well, who's another? Mahomes. Stronger, Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Stafford, <clears throat> all these guys, uh, right? Herbert. Herbert. all these guys can throw it. But guess what? They're only making maybe 10 of those throws a year where you need a guy to throw it 60 yards. Not saying that we don't need that but I'm not saying that that's what's going to hold this team back. I'm mm-hmm. not pointing at that. I have nothing else to add, sir. I completely agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I had to make that clear, dog, yeah, to all no the Dolphins doubt. fans. And this is coming from number one skeptical Dolphin fan. Like, I'm on record. You can't look at me and be like, oh, so so you're a homer. No, 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 no. Chill. I'm so hard on this Dolphins team and will continue to be hard until they make me eat my words. And they're like 6-1, and 7-1. and one. Then I'll be like, damn, I got to shut the fuck up. Until then, I'm going to be a super skeptical Dolphins fan. And again, right now, I'm not that skeptical about Tua. He's the man here. I think he can get it done. I don't think he's going to be a guy to break records, but he can win. And he can win games. Big games? We'll find out. We shall see. Like I tell everybody, we're going to see what this guy's made up of and what this offense is made up of. You know? So that's 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 how we got to end the show. You know? Letting people know, Dolphins Nation know that there's a lot to be seen and a lot left to be, you know... Found out about this Dolphins team, too. Oh, yeah. And we're going to bring it all to you next week, man. The season's getting closer and closer. We got a lot of things going on with the Dolphins, um, the Heat, the Panthers, the Marlins. A lot going on. And we're going to bring on Devin next week, bro. It's going to be such a dope podcast, bro. Hell yeah. You know what we got to do? <laughs> What's that? We got to tell a friend.
1: No, we don't. They got to tell a friend. To
0: tell another friend. <laughs> to tell one
1: more friend. And
0: to tag that friend. That's what I want you guys to start doing. When we tell you guys to tell a friend, to tell a friend, tag a friend on the post. Go
1: on the page. Pick a post. Pick a post. tag somebody.
0: Tag somebody. He's like, you know what? This guy needs to hear what Soso and Joel are talking about. Tag him. Let them know that they can follow us on social media. Sports with Soso. We're everywhere. And we're bringing more YouTube videos. Until next time, y'all. Peace. peace.